Welcome, everyone, in and under episode 10. Who would have thought? Alex, did you? No, I can't believe it. We're officially centurions. Are we? Isn't that 100? Is that 10? (laughs) I believe that's 100. Yeah, but 10 times 10. Oh, you've worked on your mass, I can see. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into today's episode, I just want to bring up a few people in my family have listened to the pod have brought up the old Rocky Road as an ice cream flavour from last oh, week. Oh, get and out. And they, they are not happy with get that. Get out. And they are definitely in agreement with me that cookie dough is not an ice cream flavour. And just to bring up, can you stop getting your partner to harass me <laughs> in, to, to stick up for you on that? I was receiving very heated messages by her claiming that cookie dough is an ice cream flavour in defence of you. And yeah, just just straight harassment. Well, what, what have you got to say about that? What does it tell you, mate? It's the people around me are just as passionate as the people around you. So tell your people to fuck off <laughs> and I'll tell my people to slow down a little bit. Oh, that's a good compromise. All right, well, <laughs> nice. Let's lead into NBA. Well, how do you say fuck off in Croatian? Yeah, be set. Well, you can tell them that one, mate. Oh, have we won Croatian Word of the Week? Hey. Hey. All right, let's get into NBA. I hear that sting. Oh, Alex, lots to talk about today on the NBA front. It was a, it was a big week of action. It was, We've, wasn't it? It felt like a... A lot happened this week. Yeah, um, absolutely. Got a lot of talking points. Do you do you want to kick us off with, with one of yours? Yeah, yes, I will. Um, the big one, the only one that we, we pay any interest to, and it's Draymond Green. It's our mate, Draymond. Mate, what an absolute clown. Third ejection this year, um, and yeah, he's suspended indefinitely. So, oh, really? So yeah. they haven't given him a game number? No, no. So he recently came back from a five-game stint. And I think because this one is in such close proximity to that, they're like, we're not going to put a, a sort of time constraint on this and we're going to get you to do some sort of counselling and, and stuff like that. And when you've ticked those boxes, this is things that the NBA has set for him, um, he will be allowed to return. But yeah, obviously this one... Did you see what it was for, this suspension? Yeah, I was. I watched it live. Mate, it's deplorable behaviour. Give us a, you know, like a, visualise it for us and the listeners. Well, him and, um, it was Nurkic, wasn't it? Yeah. Nurkic from the Suns were uh, on each other, I guess, and waiting for an inbound to come in. And, and Nurkic was playing a, a tight guard on him, but, you know, it wasn't, wasn't anything illegal from my eyes and Draymond just wasn't happy with the with the close contact and he literally like turned around and as he turned around he tried to disguise a right hook and just (laughs) hooked him straight to the jaw and it was just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Nurkic's seven foot Bosnian by the way so he's (laughs) not exactly a chump. No and just completely floored him as you would it was a straight right hook and 
And just the carry on by Draymond, like he didn't do anything. And he's done this before. Like, and we yeah. mentioned it, like when he stepped on Sabonis claiming that he did it accidentally. Like it's just getting to a point where like, I'm glad he's actually having to get counseling because he clearly needs it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gone ridiculous, hasn't it? At this stage. Um, I've seen so many like highlight reels showing up on social media now and they're legit six, seven minutes long of just Draymond <laughs> not being able to handle his emotions. And it's, just, it's way longer than his playing highlights would oh, be. Absolutely. Sure. It's By just at least him, 10 minutes. Yeah, it's just him getting angry and like and being violent. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and it, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I have nothing else to say about it. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. I think um, Steve Kerr, who's the coach of the Warriors, for anyone who doesn't know, he it was the first time he sort of publicly condemned it in the press conference. I think he said that like that wasn't... Oh, oh no, I think he said that with the Go Bear stuff. So he's well and truly lost the support of his coach by now with this one. Um, but yeah. yeah. T- took, took, a, took a headlock and a fucking right hook <laughs> to finally get there. He'd be dangerous on Tekken, wouldn't he? <laughs> Add that to your favourite video games, Draymond. Um, but yeah, he's. I think he's eyeing up a career in maybe the WWE after it. But <laughs> have you seen the like little uh, video clips where people have like edited it, uh, edited him into like a WWE game? <laughs> yeah, it's and so he, funny. Stomps on the mat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're very funny if you see those on on Instagram or TikTok, whatever it is. Um, I did see uh, the press conference Jamin did after that game. He sort of acknowledged that he'd done wrong in this instance, which usually is quite defensive of his behaviour. But this one, he was like, oh, no, that was a total, like, misread by me. And I actually wasn't trying to hit him, which he definitely was. Just Um, unbelievable. Watch the footage and let us know if you believe that, because it is ridiculous. Yeah, it was... Absolutely silly, but I, I think what's happened, and I've I've been trying to look into why he may have done this, and I think I'll just take you through what the definition of um, well, I'll read you out this definition: a person engaged or experienced in warfare slash a soldier, <laughs> a person who shows or has shown great vigor, courage, or aggressiveness. What do you think that's the definition of, mate? A warrior. A warrior. <laughs> Case closed. Jamin has taken it too literally that it is the Golden State Warriors that he plays for. <sighs> oh, that's that's great journalism by you, mate. That's why we pay you the big bucks. <laughs> oh, that's it. Case closed. Um, Jamin, you can come back now. You just so <laughs> the trick is he just needs to be traded to a different team. Like is, they is need that to create what? a new franchise, the pillows or something like that. The softies. Is that, is that why DeMar DeRozan's been headbutting people? He's trying to act like a bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyway. Ben Simmons plays for the Brooklyn Bricklayers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that was... Well, there's another negative thing I want to bring up before we get into the more positive side of the NBA week. Um, I don't know if you saw the whole kerfuffle with Giannis and wanting to get the game ball. <laughs> yeah, I did. It Mate, was what the fuck's going on with that? <laughs> Just NBA players or athletes in general just not being able to fucking 
regulate their emotion. It's just ridiculous. So Giannis um, scored 64 points in a game, right, against the Pacers. Wild. And I think, yeah, massive yeah, game. Like, absolutely massive game and deserved recognition. And he, he broke a record for the Bucks as well. I think it was the highest. Yeah, franchise record for yeah. most points scored. Yeah, for, for that team, for sure. And he wanted the, the game ball to take home, which I guess is a is a um, pretty common thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and at the end of the game, so I don't know exactly what happened, but <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a game ball for him, right? And well, when you see the footage from the side, one of the Pacers coach quickly, they were playing the Indiana Pacers, quickly yeah, yeah. goes on and grabs the game ball. But it yeah. must be said that before that all happened, he had an altercation with Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier on in the game, right? Yep. Yeah, he yeah. did. And I guess so, that's what sparked it all. That's why there's some bad blood there. Yeah. So, yeah, so the Pacers coach took the game ball because they had a player in their team score his first ever NBA point. Yeah. So they wanted to give him that game ball, right? But there's actually two game balls. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say, what are the logistics of the game balls here? Yeah, I, so there's two. I know you ev- did a sports management degree, so I figured you'd know that. <laughs> So there's two every game, right? And the thing is, um, so Janice thought that the Pacers had taken the game ball that he wanted, right? Yeah. And he just blew up and it was just completely fucking unnecessary. Like there was no sort of... <laughs> Him running down the, the mate, tunnel. <laughs> mate, he looked like he was going to kill someone. And he's running back out and there's like seven people trying to hold him back. Like there was no attempt to like just try and ask, hey, anyone know where the game ball went? Like yeah. I wouldn't mind having that. And then just the blow up from the rest of the Bucks players. Like there's footage where like three or four of them storm into the Pacers change rooms at oh the end of the God. game, yeah. like demanding the ball. And like <laughs> the press conference of the Pacers coach at the end was like, I don't know what's going on. Like we took one of the game balls. There's another one. Like yeah. why are they getting so pissed off? And it turns out at the um like after this all blew over, the one of the Bucks um staff took one of the game balls like early on for Janus. Oh. So they actually had one the whole time. Really? I didn't I didn't hear all that. That is a load of fucking nonsense, isn't it? Uh, yeah, um, it's just absolute ridiculous childish behavior yeah I, it has produced some funny moments with other players though because i think in one of the following days Jalen brunson who plays for the Knicks, scored 50 against the suns and julius randall did yeah. you see this he <laughs> yeah, runs on that. and grabs the game ball and he's like holding it like it's this real <laughs> precious cargo and then there was another one with schroeder scored his 10,000th nba point for the raptors and yeah. they're doing a video session and uh, the coach goes, we got you the game ball from the other day when you got this. Um, and then Schroeder's first question is, is this an actual game ball? Because <laughs> <laughs> Yanis was obviously questioning whether that's it was funny. a game ball. So that's the, the funnier side that people also mock each other in the NBA. Yeah, which is I funny. do love that. I, that's, that's quality. But it's, it's shithousery. Just- Mate, and it's just, it's not the first time Giannis has acted like this. Like, he is a big baby sometimes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A massive baby at six foot 11. But, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was thinking about this because it kind of goes with the territory, though, doesn't it? If you're going to be a super, like, I don't know, like a superstar 
there's going to be a point where you're quite egocentric mm. and driven by these thoughts that you are better and above everyone else because that's probably what gives you the edge over your opposition and it leads to outbursts like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is a sad reality of sort of superstardom, I guess, and being a freak of anything. It doesn't have to go with the territory, but usually it does. It doesn't. And look at the other side of the coin, like Tyrese Halliburton, who's, you know, a superstar in the making, has probably every right, based on what you're talking about, to have an ego. And yeah. The way he sort of handled that situation, I thought was amazing. Yeah, yeah, he, it is nice to see that. You're right. That's like, he's the young guy showing how to act to yes. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Like, I, I really appreciate just how calm he was in that situation. Didn't didn't blow up when Yanis blew up at him. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just makes me like Tyrese even more, so fair yeah. play. Um, well, let's, let's stick with this trend of the negatives. Um, oh, you got another one. Yeah. So, well, it's kind of a nev- negative into a positive. Pistons are on a 23 losing streak, yeah, which unreal. is fucking impressive um, <laughs> in, in a bad way. If you watch their game, it is it's kind of nice because then all of a sudden you realise that even these NBA players can be terrible. Mm. Like, you, I've watched a few of their games and you don't want to stick around by watching it. You just yeah. want to turn it off because... It's turnover after turnover. They're playing like they've never trained together before. It's yeah. fucking poor to watch. Um, it's it is interesting the the turnover, uh, not the turnover, like the way they have um, played this year in comparison to last year. Like, yeah. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I really saw them as like a, a, yeah. a big improving team this year. Yeah, they, we have spoken about them before, so I won't harp on on about it too much but i did want to note 23 losing streak is fucking dog shit and they don't have an excuse they've got some real decent players on their team so they need to figure their shit out because it's like watching you and i run out run around out there um and that's probably not even being fair to us yeah (laughs) it's it's uh yeah absolute dog shit but so the positive out of this negative is Spurs and Wizards were both on big losing streaks and they both ended them. So they've both got two, uh, both got one win on the same day on Saturday. I think and it was big, big win for the Wizards as well. Yep, yeah, they got um, a decent scalp. Who did they beat? <laughs> I was hoping you knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spurs beat Lakers, which yeah, is a great so that, win. That's a big scalp. Oh, Wizards beat someone really good. Wasn't it? It wasn't Celtics. Oh, Pacers. They yeah, beat Pacers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pacers, um, which is, right. yeah, fresh off the back of their fucking in season tournament final. And then you're losing the Wizards the next week. That's a reality check for you, isn't it? To be fair, Pacers have, have been pretty poor post the in season final. They have, yeah. They've won. Are they won from three or something like that? Yeah. A couple yeah. of losses. But they lost Halliburton and got injured for their most recent game and at the end of the Wizards one. So um, that's a big out for them. But yeah, hopefully this is just a bit of a hangover and they'll find their feet again. Yeah, right. But yeah, good on good on the Wizards and um, and Spurs getting wins on the board. Yeah. Young teams. Um, on to the positives, mate. I know you're uh, an optimist, so you give us some more positive news. That's it. I wanted to talk about uh, one of the Aussies in the NBA league who's on fire at the moment. 
Um, and it's been a really good story, actually. He's a player that was in the league um, for a few years and and had he. I think he was a he was a top ten pick, so there was a lot of um, expectation for him to to perform well, and he never got he never got to to that pinnacle that people thought he was going to get to. And he found his way out of the league because of that. Um, lost yep. his contract, um, and then ended up being picked up in the Spanish league, I believe, where he yeah. played yep. played really good basketball and then found his way back onto a list this year for um, the Dallas Mavericks. And this player um, is Dante Exum. Um, and yeah, uh, he's been, he's played most of the season off the bench. Um, as you know, we know that Kyrie and Doncic are, are their two main guards and both superstars, but Kyrie's been injured the last couple of weeks and that's given um, Dante uh, an opportunity to start and he is really relished getting those starting minutes. Um, I don't know if you've seen him, Alex, but yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying his output at the moment. I think it was sort of the the cards were on the table when you watched him at the FIBA World Cup, like in the, the off-season. Yeah, yeah he, for Australia. He played for Australia and he... Um, he wasn't a starter for them, but he looked real good. Like he looked like his body was in a good place and mm. um, was productive in the minutes he got. So then to see him take that into the NBA, which I think consistency's always been his problem uh, amongst yeah. injuries, um, is really positive for him. And he has been balling. He's been a real asset to to Dallas and looks like a great fit next to Luca as well because he doesn't need the ball in his hands too much. He's happy no. to play second fiddle, whereas. Um, Kyrie a little bit more ball dominant so um, yeah yeah one Aussie replacing another in that starting lineup hey eh? Kyrie the <laughs> Melbourne boy we I mean I'm uh, yeah I like that you're trying to claim him but I still don't think we can but um, hey, in his I'd eyes the to. earth is flat so <laughs> we're all so- one <laughs> um, yeah but just on that with Dante's um consistency you said i just wanted to mention his last few games so he got his start against lakers uh at the start of this week and he put up 26 points four rebounds three assists which great game um then against the timberwolves he put up 14 four and four and then uh most recent game against the blazers he put up 18 points two boards three assists and a steal so He's been really, really consistent. Yeah, he has. And not, not getting massive minutes because I think they're trying to keep his body nice and rested. Um, yeah. So doing that in probably limited minutes. I like the use of the stats there, mate. I feel like you've taken a leaf out of my book from last week. So yeah, I, no worries, pal. I think I'm always prepared with stats. No, mate. no. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Dante or Dante? I think it's both. It just depends what... <laughs> Side of the world you're from, innit? Dante. <laughs> what do you call him? Uh, I say Dante. Dante. Yeah, I call him Dante. Uh, yeah, dance, dance, France, Dan- France, France. Dante. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, another positive. Uh, oh, what a week it was for three-point shooters. Oh, you and I, we know that feeling, don't we? Absolute <laughs> dead-eye from three. They gave... Kari and Thompson, the nickname Splash Brothers after us. Um, <laughs> We're the Trash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes. Um, so how's this? Keegan Murray, um, who's been electric, actually, the last 
last month or so. He um he put up he put up thirteen um three point attempts, which is a lot. If you don't know, it's a, a lot of attempts to throw up, and he hit fucking twelve of them. As that is mental. I didn't know that until reading the agenda. I saw he had a big game, but fucking twelve out of thirteen threes. Mate, that is that is a Xander stat line. I'm telling you, <laughs> that is unreal. So yeah, un- yeah, credit to Keegan there. What's Young what's player. the record? Do you know for how many threes in I a don't game? Know. I saw an interview with Steph Curry. Like they mentioned it to him. They're like, and it was like while the Kings game was playing, and they're like, "Do you know Keegan Murray scored twelve three pointers um, right now?" And it's only the third quarter. And he's like, and Curry was like, "Wow." And he said, he said hypothetically, Clay Thompson could have got eighteen one game, but I oh, think Clay yeah. does. Yep. Think Clay does have the record. He um, does. I'm just reading it now. Clay Thompson holds the NBA record for most three pointers made in a game, and it's fourteen. Yeah, and I think he didn't play the whole last quarter. No, as well. I think because he blew him out himself yeah, in like yeah. the third quarter. He then sat for the rest of the game, and I've yeah. I've seen highlights of that game, and he was. On Just it. Hot. Like, yeah. could How not many miss. attempts did he have? Do you know? I couldn't tell you that much, mate. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, 12, 12 from 13 is seriously it's pretty impressive. good. It's pretty um, fucking good. And on that same, in that same vein, um, and you mentioned Brunson before when he had the 50 point game. Yep. He broke a record in that game. He had nine attempts. Absolute uh, records galore this week, yeah, wasn't it? He, he had nine three point attempts and he hit all of them. He was a hundred percent from three, and that's that's the um, NBA record for for most threes made at a hundred percent. Wild, yeah, Unreal. nine for nine. It's pretty good, isn't it? That is, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah. I think the previous record was um, Kyrie, who hit six or seven. Yeah, right. Hundred percent. Oh, so. yeah, I did see that. So, yeah, I think it was six from six. Um, yeah. A lot of records this week, and you've just got yourself a record player, but those two I, I are different actually. things. Um, That's completely incorrect. Well, you've just started a record collection. That's it. Have well you, done, got, have again, you got Brunson and Murray in there? Again, thanks for sharing private information <laughs> about my life. Oh, that's um, super confidential. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that you're a fucking loser now. That's all <laughs> All that people learn about you, mate. You've got a record collection, no record player. I thought we were still in the positive side of things here. Back to positives, mate. And I'm positive that Harden and the Clippers are fine in form. Unreal. What's their win streak, mate? No idea, but it's good. It's pretty good. (laughs) Let me find out for you exactly how good it is. Uh, while you do that, I just mentioned Harden is flying. Seven win streak. Yeah, well, yeah, no, nah, they've really got it clicking, haven't they? Does that put it into perspective for the neutrals who don't really know basketball? How bad Detroit are playing? Twenty three losing streak. Yeah, Clippers are playing unreal and have a seven win streak. <laughs> <laughs> seven fourteen twenty yeah, one. Yeah, twenty three is bad. It's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, Harden, it's all clicking for them. Watched a lot of their game yesterday against the Knicks, who um, are on a tough road trip at the moment. But they just look like it's firing on all cylinders. Mate, um, I've been calling it early. Clippers, I think, will win the championship. Russ, six man of the year? 
It could be. He's playing really well off the bench. But what about Norm Powell as well? Powell, yeah, Powell's his main competition. Mate, they've just got they've got such a good bench. Like, and that's that's one of the big reasons I think they can definitely go all the way is mm. how how deep their their bench is. PJ but Tucker um, not even getting a look in now for them. Nah, not even nah, in the rotation. He'll surely shoot off to a different team. Yeah, or they'll keep him around. I think he'll he could be used for playoffs, like his leadership. I just don't think he'll want to stick around and not be getting minutes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's but he's old though. Maybe he's. Do you reckon he's let go of that expectation or? Nah, we spoke about egos before, mate. And you, Donis Haslam, sat on the bench for seven years at Miami. (laughs) (laughs) You know what ended his career? Have you ever seen in last year's season Tyler Hero throwing him an alley oop lob? And, uh-huh. and Haslam tries to jump and somehow gets smaller in his attempt. Like his <laughs> his knees just fold like a deck chair, and he's just like, yeah. I think at that point he went, nah, no, no more of this. Like, How uh, old was he? he Forty three, I think. Fucking hell! Fair play to him. Just a couple years be, off you. Just wanted to be part of it, didn't he? Yeah. Um. But yeah. And final, final thing. Oh, mate, the gunslinger, he returns on Wednesday. Who's the gunslinger, mate? Jar Moran. Jar, oh, Jar's back. Jar is back on Wednesday, given he doesn't pick up a late injury or anything like that. He will be back against the Pels after serving a 25-game suspension. Yeah, right. Fair play. Do you... Now, Grizzlies are really struggling. I was going to say, how does it affect their record, do you think? They're 6 and 18, so 6 wins, 18 losses. What are you predicting for the next 10 games with him back in? If, yeah, if all goes well, if he stays fit, if he um, doesn't <laughs> shoot a gun... Um, <laughs> Oh, I think I think he turn I think they turn it around a little bit. He's he's a gun. He's an all star. He's he's a gun. Can't say that anymore. Um yeah, he's a genuine weapon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How many games are they gonna win in the next ten if he stays fit and in their lineup? Oh, I'd have I want to a see number. I'd have to see the players. But uh, I, I reckon number. I reckon I reckon they can go five or six. Alright, so not even that good. Well, it's what? That's 60% nearly. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> all right, 10. <laughs> you had it here first. <laughs> Jar the gunslinger, Moran, get some 10 wins on the trot. Oh, well, well, well. I'm going to put that music in. All right, this has been a long NBA segment. Let's let's get on out of here into a, into a quick creation word of the week segment this yes. time. Let's do it. Let's get foreign. All right. Let's do it, Alex. This is going to be a quick one. All right. And it's uh, it's uh, very, very prevalent to to this week. Okay. And you're probably going to get it just from that. Oh, I'm going to get it. Before you've even and said it, I know what it is. Today's words, we break the rules here, we don't give a fuck, is Sretan Bozic. So there's two words there. What do they mean, mate? Given the current circumstances, Sretan Bozic. <laughs> Bozic. Bozic 
it is Pistons win, and he's calling it here first. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> nah, no. I reckon it is Shretan Boric. 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 It's Merry Christmas. It is, and Sretan Bozic to all of our faithful in and under listeners out there. Yeah. We hope you have a, a lovely holiday season. And um, yeah, so spread spread the Croatian Christmas joy. Tell your family Sretan Bozic. And- Sretan Bozic. <laughs> Bozic. What a player he is. Who? It sounds like a, a player's name, doesn't it? Like a European basketballer's name. <laughs> sure. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Croatia Word of the Week. Mention that to your, your family this week and they'll have no idea um, what you're talking about. <laughs> Unless you're Croatian. <laughs> All right. Moving on out of this one, we are getting into... What are we getting into? Oh, the Apple. Apple. Um, also known as the EPL, also known as the best league in the world. And um, the reserves of the best team in the world took on Liverpool this week. <laughs> and by reserves, we're bordering on third string players here, down to the bare bones at the famous Anfield Stadium. Obviously, I hear you saying, was it one, was it two, was it three that they lost by? <laughs> Did they lose by four? Was it seven? No. (laughs) Liverpool, this mighty, mighty team that you hear all about, couldn't put one goal past Johnny Evans and Andre (laughs) Rihanna song. Oh, no, no. It was criminal. That's absolutely dreadful from Liverpool, but top, top draw from United's third team, bordering on fourth team. Um, Liverpool fans should be embarrassed, ashamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but good on Man U. Great point away from home against a shite team. So, yeah, what a result that great, is. Great monologue there, mate. I just want to make sure the listeners know Alex was talking about the Man United Liverpool derby that happened three o'clock in the morning our time yesterday, and yeah, it's I'm pretty flat about it. It's pretty bad. Like it's it's a very disappointing result against a team we yeah, we should have batted at home. But you t- tell me that I was prepared with stats this week, and boy oh boy, am I prepared for <laughs> them now. Are you going to try and make out that Liverpool played well based on stats now? We fucking dominated. <laughs> Mate, have a listen, just listen to this and you tell me, or you obviously won't admit to it, but you, you, you have a listen to this, listeners, and then you can tell me what you think. Liverpool had 68% of, of the possession. Bollocks, something, nothing. We had 34 shots to, your, to your six. Yeah, you could you couldn't couldn't do anything else. You <laughs> we had twelve corners. Guess guess how many you had? Oh, 12 corners. What you want a fucking medal? No, it just means we had a lot of shots on target. No, and it threatening threatening attacks. How many corners did you think you had? We were uh, like we were good. We didn't Mate, you had you had no corners. 
We don't need corners, mate. You barely had the ball in your fucking offensive half. It, it, yeah, it's criminal. These guys got a red card as well. It was late, so it didn't really affect the game. But, uh, yeah, criminal. Yeah, the uh, the famous Reds of Liverpool. Not so famous after that one, mate. That was an embarrassment. So, mm. But there is some saving grace based on the results that you're going to read out. It didn't affect us too much in terms of the table. Well, let's get into those results, mate. That's go a good it, segue. Mate. So, there we go. obviously, we've just recapped the Liverpool-Man U game. Great result for Man U. Two points lost for Liverpool, but we won't carry on about that. Notts Forest lost 2-0 to Tottenham. So, Tottenham back on the, the wagon. Um, Chelsea, 2-0 win against Sheffield United. Standard. Newcastle, 3-0 against Fulham. Again, back on the winning wagon. Did you see Jimenez's um, red card in that game? I didn't. Was it red? Yeah, he fucking like jumped and he hipped someone in the face. Hipped someone? Yeah, like, just, yeah, it was really strange. Draymond-esque or? Yeah, but just with a weird part of the body. <laughs> Have a look at He's it. He's hipped someone. I've never heard that. So there you go. There was no hip and shot. It was just hip. <laughs> um, Newcastle, yeah, they beat Fulham 3-0. West Ham beat Wolves 3-0. Arsenal beat Brighton 2-0, which takes them top of the league ahead of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Brentford lost to Villa 2-1. Villa flying again. Yeah. Everton 2-0 against Burnley. Mate, it's a, just unreal. That was the Deutsch derby, wasn't it, that? The old Burnley against oh, yeah. Everton. Yep, um, yep. Must have been painful putting two against his old side. Um, City v Palace, two all. Wait, City they, can't buy a win, mate. Crumbling, aren't they? They are. La- they conceded literally a last minute penalty as well. Shit, yeah, ninety fifth minute, wasn't it? Foden's gone to clear the ball, like he's at, he's wound up and he's just collected Elise. <laughs> like literally, no part of the ball just whacked Elise the shit. <laughs> Like, the wind-up is so funny. You could have a look at it. Oh, that's brilliant. So yeah. dumb. So definitely a pen. No VAR <laughs> no, needed there. Definitely. Um, and the big talking point was in this game. Um, Bournemouth v Luton finished one all, but it was um, postponed in the second yeah. half. Yeah, and before you, get, before you tell us what actually happened, I remember I, I was looking at the results and I saw that and I know that this time of the year, because it's winter, games usually get abandoned because of snow. So I just assumed it was that. But carry on. Tell us what actually happened. Yeah, so a bit of a sensitive one, I suppose. Tom Lockyer, Mm. the captain of Luton, suffered a cardiac arrest in the second half of that Luton game, which I can say he's he's all right now. Um, Mm. So there's not too much um, to be worried about as a neutral looking in. But obviously really scary scenes um yeah, for, for Luton and for all the players involved and the fans at the game to see someone just collapse and suffer a cardiac arrest is is not what you want to see um no professional athletes um obviously peak of their fitness and stuff you just don't expect it but it's it's happened before and it'll probably happen again and I did want to mention that with Lockyer he actually it's happened fairly recently before not a yeah, cardiac right. arrest, but in May he was taken to hospital after suffering um, a collapse during his side's playoff win against Coventry. He suffered an atrial fibrillation, which is a heart condition that causes an irregular and often abnormally fast heart rate. 
Mm. And that's a condition that he was then sort of diagnosed with. He had heart surgery over the summer and was given the all clear to, to play a bit of a yeah um, positive story. And then obviously this has happened. So thoughts are with him and his family because I think they've got a lot to process over the coming coming weeks. Um, whether, yeah, whether he hangs them up, would you be hanging them up, calling it quits? Oh, yeah, it's hard to think about it when you're not in his, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> when you aren't in his shoes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you'd have you definitely have to think about it, especially if it's happened twice. Like, yeah, I, I'd I'd be very scared. Yeah, I don't know what the procedure is with this, but obviously, hope time is taken and the right decision is made by him and and the club and anything that can happen to support him does but yeah yeah, that game was abandoned so there'll be no result from that one and it will be replayed at some point and I think both sets of players were pretty distraught by the scenes and obviously makes it all a bit real um and the players I think were in no headspace to continue the game so um yeah thoughts with Tom Lockyer and his family hopefully he can bounce back or or maybe (laughs) <laughs> just be safe really yeah, and, yeah but yeah that was the the big one from this weekend really that that leaves me with a question um i'm not sure what it is whether it has been an actual increase in in heart related issues happening on the field particularly in soccer or it's just we have more access to see them happen what, what do you think do you think there is an increase or we're just uh able to see see it based on social media and things like that yeah i don't know uh like i remember muamba do you remember that back in yeah, the day that that was a long time in the ago Premier League. that would have been in 2007 or something like yeah that. um but recently one. you've had you know ericsson you've had yep. even lebron james's son yeah having the heart attack and now you've had this and i think that there was another one recently too i can't remember which player it was oh it's, it's uh, concerning yeah. it's certainly concerning um uh, yeah, I don't know if it's like diet or lifestyle um, linked to our generation and younger generation. Is it the demand of the sport? The demand of the sport increasing potentially. Um, players are getting fitter and fitter, but you would think that would lead to less. Um, but, yeah, but, but it is, is, probably it, is more it more strain. demanding, you know, mentally more stressful? Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's more that. stress on the body, both physically and mentally. So mm. um, I think they'll probably have to do some research into this and, and figure out what the crack is. Because, yeah, there's clearly a bit of an uptrend in that, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, no, um, for sure. So definitely we'll keep tabs on that. And it, it really raises the need to have... Because um, what I worry about when you see things like this is local sport. How does that affect the local sport? How many defibs are available at local sport yeah. places? Because if you're talking the fittest blokes in the world are having these issues, imagine these blokes who are rocking up on a Sunday morning straight from the pub, running yeah, absolutely. around like, with they're probably a bit overweight and not in any real shape to be doing that, putting even more pressure on their already strong yeah. sort of body. So it's a big concern at the yeah, grassroots right. level. You're right. And there should be there should be regulations around that, that each club has, you know, a certified... Yeah, first uh, aider. Yeah, yeah, every game. Yeah. yeah, it has to be something like that. But just in general, not even... Like, this should raise awareness for that because, you know, anything can happen and you need, yeah. you know quick quick um what's it called quick response yeah yeah absolutely um 
But yeah, I'll go through the table now. I don't want to end on that sour note, but yeah, um, obviously a big, big talking point that one. So Arsenal mentioned it, they're top and they're on 39 points, followed by Liverpool and Villa. Liverpool second, Villa third, but both on 38 points. There's only a yeah. point in it. And then yeah. City dropped off a bit, so they're on 34 in fourth place, a five points adrift of Arsenal. Tottenham in fifth on 33, Newcastle sixth, 29. Um, then the bottom end of the table, you've got Sheffield United bottom on eight, Burnley second bottom on eight, only above them on goal difference, which is they're 11 more goals than them, but they're still minus 20 themselves. Far and then Luton on nine, um, who Tom Lockyer plays for. Knott's Forest on 14, creeping away from them out of the relegation zone. So you can definitely see there's rifts starting to form in both mm. ends of the table there. Yeah. Um, uh, Everton, shout out to them. Mate, yeah, again. They, they've had 10 points deducted. Their last five games, they've had four wins, one loss. It's unreal. Yeah, <laughs> it is and very the, impressive. They're beating everyone, all the good sides at the moment. Although I think the one loss was against United, so... Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but nothing they can do about that one. So I'd play a good side. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Everton, mate, they would be in the top 10. They'd be ninth. That's unreal. Yeah, no, fair play to them. Quality. Good stuff. Best side in Liverpool. My two favourite teams there, Man U and Everton. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the apple. What are we moving into? What did you watch what did you watch have you Alex? watched anything mate i did finally have a bit more free time oh, on my hands well enlighten us pal this week i decided to watch the new movie called can it gay lane no <laughs> leave the world behind have you heard about this one no i haven't so can you hear your breakdown New film on Netflix, directed by Sam uh, Esmail, the guy who created Mr. Robot. Esmail, yeah, okay. How'd you spell Esmail? E-S-M-A-I-L. Yeah, right. It might not be pronounced that way, but um, yeah, so he created the Mr. Robot series, which I'm a huge fan on. Great series, yep. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows. So I was was really excited um, when this came out. Um, It's also... uh, Produced well, executive producers on the on this movie are the Obamas as well, which is interesting. The Obamas, yeah. So Barack and Michelle Obamas are credited as executive producers, which is which is interesting. Yeah, okay. Um, it's an all star cast: the Ethan Hawke, Julia Roberts, uh, Mahershala Ali, and Kevin Bacon. Um, Oh, crispy! (laughs) Great actors on it. Um, so yeah, like. You know, you'd assume that it's going to be a blockbuster. Let me um, guess, it wasn't, mate. For me, it, it yeah, it, it wasn't. It was like it was a slow build-up. It's two and a half hour movie, so at the start, it was it built into it slowly, and I expected that a little bit. I thought, you know, they're just building it up, and it's going to have a big crescendo, and it just never got there for me. Um, some really interesting themes and good social commentary um it was the premise so the premise 
it's I don't want to give too much away, but essentially this family Yeah, go- give too much away, just give some of it away. I'll give some of it away. This family, um, Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts and their children, they go away um, to some Airbnb and while they're there, essentially the world has gone into this kind of apocalyptic state um, where the the satellites have been hacked and uh, all internet and phones and everything is unusable. Um, So there's, yeah, no communication with anyone, blah, 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 and these things weird things are happening um and yeah that's that's what i'll give without giving away too much right and is ethan any relation to tony hawk (laughs) (laughs) yeah well he's funnily enough he does a kick he does a kick flip at the start of the movie (laughs) (laughs) and if you didn't want to watch that movie where would you find it to avoid it you'd stay away from Netflix. You just wouldn't turn the telly on, would you? Or that, yeah. <laughs> you shut your eyes. Stick Tony Hawk on <laughs> instead. But yeah, that's that's my what did you watch. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I, I still, I would, I'd recommend people to watch it and formulate their own opinion, but it just didn't, yeah, get there for me. Well, thank you for the uh, breakdown. Yeah, no worries. Of the movie. Not, no not your personal breakdown. Um, what did <laughs> I watch? I watched Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Oh, Have you of, seen it? it? No, I haven't. And I've always wanted to. I don't know if you um, ever played the game Seen It. It was a board game that had a DVD with it. Nah. So you plug the DVD and it's like an interactive board game and it's like based on movies. And okay. I remember there being a scene from that movie that used to pop up and I used to love that scene, but yeah, never saw the film. Anyway, carry on. Thank Tell us about it. Thank you for that piece of irrelevant information <laughs> that nobody requested. Anyway, I watched Planes, Trains and Automobiles. It is semi-festive, so it's still in, in a festive spirit, but it is based around Thanksgiving and it is... Uh, Steve Martin and John Candy, who are the two R.O.P. John Candy, by the way, um, mm. sweet bloke. See what I did there, mate? John Candy, sweet bloke. Nice. Um, mate. But they, uh, Steve Martin is a marketing worker in New York. He's trying to get home to Chicago for Thanksgiving, um, which is a flight away. Bunch of sequences ends with him stuck with John Candy, and they sort of don't get on. Uh, they're very opposite personalities. Steve Martin's fed up of him the whole time. John Candy's trying to get him to be his mate, and they're just not clicking. And then by the end of it, after going on planes, trains, and automobiles, they both make it back to Chicago. And I won't spoil any more. But 1987, it was out. Great movie. Good fun for the whole family. Wholesome. Um, yeah, and it's on Stan. Nice one. Any questions, mate, other than the scene it monologue no. you gave us? I feel like there's, a f- there's like, tends to be themes that come up with what you watched last week. Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> this week, John Candy. Are you telling me I'm sweet? <laughs> what is it fucking next week? Sausage party. <laughs> Sausage. How is that related to candy? It's just food, isn't it? <laughs> Are you fat shaming me? Fucking cookie dough, <laughs> fucking ice cream flavoured movie coming up. You know what I was eating when I was watching that movie? 
a Rocky Road chocolate bar. A Rocky bar. Road ice cream, mate. No, you and you weren't. know what you can eat, mate? It doesn't a dick. exist. Eat a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> On to AFL, baby. It doesn't get any better than that, champion. I'll tell you what. Get a big dog up, you Collingwood. You fucking deserve it. Oh, unreal segue. Um, not a lot to talk about this week. I wasn't even prepared to talk about it at all, but I've seen you've added a couple of things to the agenda. So Keep you take it, it short and snappy, mate. Yeah, you take it away for us, mate. Snappy, not the correct uh, word to use, actually. Check what, from side. what I'm about to go into. Um, Bailey Smith, ACL. Fuck. And McStay, which was a few weeks prior, also ACL. Fuck. I hate hearing about ACLs. It's shit, isn't it? Especially for these young gun players. Yeah, I mean, it's not good for anyone, but yeah, like Bailey Smith and McStay are going to miss the whole year next year. Um, Mate, that is actually heartbreaking for Bailey Smith because I know he's gone through a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he's you know, had a lot he, of mental health sort of struggles, I guess you'd say. and Yeah, and well, like started his career amazingly, mm. like was going to take the AFL by storm pretty much and then has sort of lost form the last couple of seasons. And this year there was a lot of talk around him potentially leaving the Bulldogs, yeah. that he wasn't, he wasn't feeling settled, that he didn't like the position he was playing. And then I've read countless things this preseason of how how professional he's been in the off season how he's really trained hard he won their time trials like he came back really fit and really determined to you know get stuck in this year so that yeah that breaks my heart poor bloke yeah no it's it's shit to see um do you think he's played his last game in a bulldogs shirt yeah i don't know potentially uh, you'd think a fresh start after this might do him good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really feel for him. I like. I really appreciated how he was trying to turn turn his career around and and his mental health around. So yeah, shame shame he's had to deal with this now. But yeah, hopefully he um he takes it on with the same determination as he showed this off season and and gets back yeah. and is able to play a lot of good footy because yeah he's he's got plenty of potential and he's still got a lot of years in his legs so yeah, yeah. No, get well Lots soon Baslenka and yeah I don't want to be dismissive to Daniel McStay it's obviously just as just as bad for him yeah um, you know a premiership winning well did he, he didn't play the premiership either no did he? well he had Fuck, knee so issues with too. that yeah so yeah. He, he'd just come back from those knee injuries which he sustained before in the, the finals yeah. run missed the grand final was probably pretty flat about that and then he's returned to training and done his ACL yeah no that's that's sad again came from Brisbane last year to a side that won the premiership had a really good year with them as well when he was on the field yeah was was one of their best forwards so oh man I just hate hearing about this stuff so he looked to have really found his feet in their forward line and then yeah has suffered these horrible injuries and now um yeah obviously due for a long lengthy on the sidelines which sucks but yeah. get well, well gr- soon to both of them yeah absolutely hopefully we don't hear any more of these um, prior to the season or in the season at all yeah fingers crossed alright let's uh, move on out of this into our songs of the week 
Yes, songs of the week. What have you been listening to? Do you want me to go or do you want to go? Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, you go, mate. You oh, go. Okay. I'll, kick us, I'll kick us off. I've chosen a band this week that has recently... Shut up, Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog telling us what song he's been listening to this week. <laughs> singing singing it, it for us. <laughs> um, I've... Um, yeah, I've chosen um, an Adelaide band that have really taken the Adelaide live scene by storm recently. Um, real big up-and-comers uh, called Molly Rocket. Molly um, Rocket yeah. And I think this is their debut song. It's called Kiss You Dead. Um, Ooh, yeah. profound. Kiss You Dead. Kiss You Dead. It's a, yeah, great tune. Um, love, I love a lot of their stuff, to be honest. Um so yeah, get it, get around, get around this song, and if you get a chance, go see them live. They're absolutely smashing it, and they're gonna be um, superstars in years to come. I think. What sort of genre are we talking here? Ah, uh, grunge rock, I guess. Alternative grungy sort of stuff. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but yeah, really cool. cool. Check it out. Chuck it on the playlist, mate. Will do, me. Um, and I've you've gone local, and I like this balance. Whenever you go local, I go overseas, and this is unplanned. So uh, yeah, let's keep this going if we can. <laughs> How long till one of us bucks the trend? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've gone MJ Landerman, who is an artist from North Carolina in the US, and the song is TLC Cage Match. It was released in 2022, and it is a bit of a like indie folk sort of banger i reckon um yeah bit melancholic but it's got a, it's got a vibe to it nice one man nice one i'm i'm really like surprised that a lot of your choices they've really been in different realms that i expected from you but I, i'm liking them yeah that's me mate i just keep people on me toes so um or on their you toes did, you, yeah it seems like you're really getting more into into pop sort of stuff these days yeah, thanks, man. Um, I um, I love a bit of pop. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, let's um. <laughs> no, we don't have any more segments. <laughs> Is that it? No, we're That's not doing it. rankings. Nah. No I, rankings this week. I I reckon we take this holiday time to to have a shorter episode this week spend give time it, with our family eh? yeah give everyone 10 more minutes to spend with their families yeah. this week and and a, and a and a bigger break from us to be honest yep and i wouldn't mind uh, a bit of extra sleep tonight too so and just a reminder um don't forget to tell your loved ones Stato Radnicka <laughs> this week <laughs> Which is again Merry Christmas in in Croatian. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz no chance. Um, but yeah, no. Have a good Christmas, everyone. We won't speak to you till after the the event. So, and if you're not celebrating Christmas, well, just enjoy the time off. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe and get an eggnog up. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. See ya.